What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 293, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you. 293A, posting on 830, will be a discussion on Dragon Ball Super, Superhero. And 293B, posting on 92, will be a discussion on House of the Dragon, Season 1, Episode 1, from HBO Max. Did, did, did I say that right? Yeah, I said that right. Dragon. <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I am one of your hosts, Grayson, Super Saiyan, Maxwell. Oh, God. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger Goku Stillian, <laughs> and our lovely permanent guest, Chris Vegeta Bond. Okay, I'm learning, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that, I'm learning that with you two, I like to make it like a, like a pair, you know? And, 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 and your, and yours, you just like to make completely unbelievable. Got it. I mean, Understood. I, Sure, but I, 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 I thought about sure? I thought about making you those two idiots who joined More in to make Grayson this. Grayson Krillin, Max. That's, that, that sounds that sounds accurate. That's yeah, right. that's yeah, that, that that's about right. Actually, or Yamcha even. Mm. Wow, even pick up three eyed TN, <laughs> worthless bud. Even uh, even even Piccolo Maxwell was also hey, worthless, but you put some respect on. Listen, Piccolo. he he held his ground. He didn't listen. He didn't die. In a fight for the first time it's in a true. long time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, boy, oh boy, guys, I that was explained to my wife that Piccolo has been dead many times. Mm-hmm. Many. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, haven't a lot of the cast of the Dragon Ball franchise been dead a couple of times? I mean, I think technically Goku once. is still dead. Is he from he's... from the Cell Saga? But no, they, just, <laughs> they, just kept, they kept pulling him out for a while to fight. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, he doesn't have his he doesn't have his halo on anymore. So that means he's yeah. not dead. I think everybody that you've seen in the show has been dead except for Gohan. Is yeah, even, even Trunks has been dead. Future Trunks, yes. Mm. New Trunks, no. New Trunks, no. Yeah. Go ten or Go Ten, yeah, yeah. That generation. None of the children have died. Yeah, oddly past enough. Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're growing them up. Probably. Yep. <laughs> so they can die. <laughs> yeah, can't kill kids. It really does bother me how much Goten looks like Goku. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed uh, watching that movie. I, I didn't quite know lore-wise what was going on half the time, but I really enjoyed it. I always enjoyed watching those movies. There's not lot... enough speed metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fan stuff happening in this one, so people that weren't quite versed in it, it definitely is kind of like... You know, just wait for the cool shit to happen on screen. Yes. But as someone who's a fan and also rewatching the old stuff with you know with my daughter, there's a ton a ton here to appreciate. So it was, it was cool. All right, gentlemen, how are we this week? What's going on? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, everything's good here. I don't have anything going on really this week. Uh, birthday party happening that I'm not that I'm not a part of because I sacrificed everything for this podcast. And you know, yeah, you, so. sure you did. <laughs> you didn't want to go to that goddamn birthday. <laughs> That's why you're sitting in this room. Well, that is that is very true. 100. What Roger just said is 100 true. Yeah. yeah, guaranteed. I went to a wedding yesterday. It's the first Ooh. wedding I've been to since COVID, basically. So yes. what, two and a half years yep. now. So it was a good time. Drank plenty of cold, refreshing Miller Lights. There you go. There you go. I'm happy for you, man. And the food was actually really good too. So wedding food's always good, though. It's it's rarely not good, right? Well, I mean, it only has to be okay, and no one will complain about it. But this one was like legitimately mm-hmm. like upper level of like All right. wedding food. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, weddings are a lot of fun. I love going to weddings. 
I love dancing. I love. Um, I love. I, I'm like that happy drunk. So when I get drunk, I just start cogging everyone and mm. saying, saying how happy it is to see them. And you're that's the what drunk I do. guy. I don't like oh, to be around. Man. What the? Fu- Why don't you like to be around happy people? What's wrong with that? I don't like to be around people that want to touch me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's I mean, good. listen, you can sit around and chill out and drink beer and have a good time. And be like, dude, I missed you so much. Listen, you go in for one hug, okay. <laughs> by the third hug, I'm just pushing you down. Like, I'll grab you by the face and just push you to the floor. <laughs> Stop this. No. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't tend to hug more than once, but, you know. I bet you that's not true. <laughs> From everything you just said, I guarantee you, I'd, you'd be laughing later on. You'd be like, oh, I just missed you so much, man. Come here. Come here. That's hug number three. Stop this. <laughs> That's hug number three after beer number one. <laughs> I believe that too. Oh well, well, yeah, probably right. Actually, you said it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the I'm not the heaviest drunk, but that's okay. That's okay. But uh, weddings are great. Um, weddings are wonderful. It uh, was fun. I once went to uh, an Indian wedding. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, because they had some awesome dancing and stuff yeah. like that. However, never try the spicy Indian stuff. When they tell you it's spicy, walk <laughs> the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, their, their palate, way different than mine. Got it. I don't mind hot stuff usually. Like, this is sear your face off. <laughs> well, see, growing up, Cameron and I had uh, – I've talked about them on the show before. Um, uh, two friends, Omar and Hassan, their brothers. Your partners in crime. Yeah. When you were stealing the valve stems covers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Anyway, so – I think every kid does that though, right? I used to do it. Yeah, he got caught though. Yeah, what? We, got, we, got, we got caught. Come on. How did you get caught stealing valve stems? What are you saying? We're stealing from the, the rehab center. Still going in and stealing all the valve stems off all the cars, like 50 of them a day. I grew up in uh, I grew up in Cleveland in apartment complexes. That was just expected of you, though. Well, <laughs> I grew up in an apartment complex. So it was almost like currency. Yeah. You, you, you take a whole bunch of the regular ones, but then, like, there were a whole bunch of, like, um, like like dice yep. valve stems and stuff like that. Those were like those were like gold, like man. You could trade ball. you could trade some serious Pokemon cards for valve stems. Yeah, I'm saying those were those were you know trade fodder. But yeah, um, so Omar and Hassan, they uh, Pakistani, and when we were um, we would go to, they would man, they loved hot food. And when mm. their when their mom or dad would Sweet. make something, they would they'd have to make something separate for me and Cameron because <laughs> we couldn't. I can't. They just are a whole different. They would just eat stuff like it was nothing. And I would eat, I would put like a little dab on my pinky and, the, and put it on my tongue, and I'd be like, I'm my tongue was dead for the next six days. I have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, don't like it here. <laughs> but they were. I remember. So the one time they had this a pepper tree, like a pepper bush in their oh, in their living room, oh no. and they're they're so used to it. And my brother, you know, he doesn't step down from a challenge. So they're eating oh, peppers. No. And they were like, Cameron, you think you can handle a ghost pepper? And Cameron was like, Yeah, I probably could. And they took just... a it took a bite in it, and I saw fear in his eyes that day. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what death was. Just just <laughs> casually munched out some ghost peppers in the middle of the afternoon. That's 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 what they did, and they were you know they loved that stuff, but Cameron did not take too well to that. I bet you his guts didn't take too well to it either. Mm-hmm. No, he was uh he was, was trying to drink he was just out. He was just pouring milk in his, in, down his throat. It was just, it was you terrible. Can't pour it in the other hole. <laughs> I mean, you could. That's a little weird, guys. She is a little weird. It? That's what's I mean... weird. <laughs> oh, it's a good day. It's a, it was a good, uh, it was a good experience. I that one, but yeah, not, they for, had, not um... for Cameron. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I, I bet knew... you it was very. It was a life lesson for Cameron. Mm-hmm. I knew well enough to stay away from something I could smell from twenty feet away. So, mm. yeah, definitely. It smells uh, hot, uncooked. Oh God. Yeah, that was bad. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's my experience with hot food. I don't have any. So. 
<laughs> what else is going on, guys? What else? I what are you, Chris? That's about it for me. I'm just working and doing stuff with the kids. Finding, you know, new things to get into. That's, that's it. I found myself for the first time in a long time having group discussions at work about a TV show, though. That was uh, yep. something that's been a while, man. Well, about that, Game that's of the thing. It, was, it felt back. weird like it was back. Yeah. It's so. back. Game of Thrones is definitely back. And that's a that's a good thing, though. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. But that's I, I was actually really I was ready for that to not be so great. But it's to, much to my surprise. It was very serviceable. I was very was happy very with watchable. episode one. Spoilers for episode B. Mm. B? B? Thank you. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think we should get into the episode. What say you guys? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey. This is <laughs> hey? Indeed. This is episode 293A of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we look at the box office, current and upcoming releases, what's streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. Without further ado, as Roger says, let's hop into the box office. Gentlemen, the invitation, number one, it's $7 million. Number one, mm. $7 million. Mm-hmm. Wait, number one at $7 mil? At $7 mil domestic, bringing in a total of 8.6 worldwide. Not the strongest start. No. Number two, Bullet Train, $5.6 million, bringing its worldwide to 173 Pretty good. Pretty good. Beast, number three, $4.9 million. Bringing us worldwide to 36.1. Not strong for you, Beast. Top Gun Maverick. Another <laughs> another 4.8 million. Uh, bringing us worldwide to 1.42 billion. Oh, man. Yes, yes, yes. And that's just... That's still making $5 million with the... with the. It's out. You, you can... On streaming services, you can rent and, and own it now. And it's uh, still doing... Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And I have since watched top gun in 4k with my surround sound and the floor shaking and Mm-mm. guess what is it everything still fucking awesome uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i'm really excited to uh, to experience that one again number five dragon ball super superhero 4.6 million bringing us worldwide i will say chris to a very respectable 68.6 million right. 896 billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> what is the approximate this? Just before we, I'd love to know the budget of that, Roger. If you can pull, but before we start talking, I will about try that, to pull it. Sure, because I would love to know what those are made for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I mean, I think budget is everything with those movies, and especially if it's a lot cheaper, which I think it might be for some of that animation. Maybe, then, yeah, yeah. All right, let's look at some upcoming releases. The schedule for going forward: Friday the twenty sixth. Schedule, bro. Going forward, the brought us the invitation. Samaritan on Amazon. And three thousand years of longing, which, if you, if you uh, recall from the top five, didn't even chart. Um, that was number seven on its first week. Not good, Bob. On its first week, two point seven million worldwide on its first week. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. Not Swing good. <laughs> All right, September twenty second, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, and also Spider Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version. September eighth. Pinocchio, that's a Thursday, please note. That's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the 9th, which is a... September 9th, which is a Friday, is Barbarian. September 16th, Friday is Moon is Daydream, an IMAX only, and The Woman King. The Woman King is... Oh, Moon is Daydream, that's a Bowie thing. That's right. That's right. And uh, The Woman King, which I think will do pretty good business. At least I hope it does anyway. I think it looks cool. Um, just because we, looked, we talked about the trailer last week, uh, Raven's Hollow opens on the 22nd, but that's on Shudder, so... 
I'm actually kind of excited. I'm, I think I'm going to check that one out. Um, Mom and I were talking about that once, uh, when I was home for the weekend. And Avatar on September 23rd. I'm very excited. James Cameron's actually doing a full Never press blitz. Uh, he's doing a full blitz for Avatar. Uh, for, they've done new posters, and this is a big deal. I, I'm, I imagine, I hope this does a ton of money so he can regain his spot as he deserves. The god he is is filmmaking. Thank you very much. Blonde on Netflix, and don't worry, darling. Is it all September 23rd? September 30th, which is a Friday. Bros, Hocus Pocus 2 on Disney+. Plus. Smile. It's going to be a weird week, gentlemen. It's a weird mm-hmm. week. And then October 7th starts off with Lyle Lyle Crocodile Amsterdam. And the 14th, Halloween ends and White Bird a Wonder Story. You know, Lyle Lyle Crocodile will probably be what we talk about on our 300th episode. Mm. Sean Mendy is Eat Your Heart Out. All right. just, just postponed for a week if that's the case. I have a feeling Lyle Lyle Crocodile is going to do very well for itself. When you talk about Halloween ends, you know Lyle Lyle is going to be a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I, don't I would even, I would bank anything on that. Don't even give me. You, you know where I sit on Halloween ends. I think the you first two are a joke. I remember. Yeah, 10, 10, 10 out of 10. See? Um, no, didn't love it. Told you. Uh, October Poser. October 21, Black Adam. That's going to be a big one. It's an IMAX Black as well. Adam. Yes, and Ticket to Paradise. Uh, and then, then September tw- sorry October twenty eighth, P- pray for the devil until goes wider. Pray for the devil. What is that? That's going to be a movie you love because you love oh, horror films. Yeah, sure. It's nice. Good. All right, and starting off in November, which is November fourth, which is a Friday. Nothing. November eleventh, Armageddon time. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Spellbound. <laughs> it's Armageddon two. <laughs> November 18th, she said, and November 23rd, which is a Wednesday. So we finally got some Thanksgiving stuff in order. So here is that Wednesday. Bones and All, Devotion, The Fablemans, Strange World. This might be the weakest. Besides Strange World, what the hell are those other movies? Well, Devotion is the World War II fighter. Um, is the World War Two? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's that okay. one. I do remember that one. Okay, you're right. I retract uh, that. Bones and all, I'm not. I don't think we have much information on, it, and neither do we on the Fablemans. But these could just be placeholders as well, because this is the first time I've seen these on this week. So, uh, I think that the end of this end of this year is going to be a bust. <laughs> Outside of the Marvel stuff, I think it's uh, going to be a bust. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking that my wife still hasn't seen Spider Man No Way Home. So the re-release actually will give us a chance to go out and see that. So I'm actually way more excited than I have been now that I just thought about that. She there you wants go. To see I mean, still. that's a good way to experience it. I mean, it's like yeah, it's like, you know a game, the game of the year. Is Spielberg. Oh, that's that's his that's his wait the Fablemans. That's his take on himself. I'm pretty sure, isn't that it? Oh, well, I don't. Uh, yeah, it, it oh. is. Yeah, that's what I thought. A semi auto uh, a semi. Autobi- autobiography based on Spielberg's own childhood growing up in post-war Arizona from age 7 to 18. That's what the IMDb description is. Oh, man. Look, I, I, I don't, I'm just saying this as a... I, I'm just saying this as a question, and I'm, I'm just generally cons- like curious. How big does your ego have to be to make a movie about yourself? I was going to say, this seems a little pretentious, right? I mean, <laughs> we're thinking that, but look, Spielberg usually makes the right decisions. <laughs> so I'm not going to, I'm not going to pass judgment until I see it. I'm sure that whatever shtick he's, whatever angle he's pursuing on this one is 
not as pretentious as we think it might be. But, you know, I'm not having seen it. I can't say anything about it. I once made a very famous quote about Hollywood. Loves, his, loves to suck its own dick. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> never going to forget that. All right, I December. Gonna, I was going to say, are, are we saying that Spielberg's never made a bad decision? Yeah. No, no. He's. I mean, but he generally makes good decisions is what I'm saying. That's fair. I'll, I'll expect I'll, The sure, majority of the time. All right, Friday. I also think what I said is fair. <laughs> All right. Friday, December 2nd is Violent Night. <laughs> December 9th. This is the way you said it. Just Violent Night. night. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, December 9th, House Party. December 14th, A Man Called Auto. That's a big one for Pittsburgh. That was shot here in Pittsburgh. So that's a that's a pretty big one. Did you work on that? I did not, but uh, people I know did. So I'm very excited about that. <clears throat> December 16th, Avatar, Way of the Water. God, I hope that... I hope that opens up to at least 150 million opening weekend. Oh, good luck. I mean, look, that's not too much to add. I don't. Th- I mean, it could, given the a first one. Money. The first one did, you know, several billions. So yeah. And what did Top Gun open to? Eighty something. No, I, I think Top Gun. No, it was like eighty-six. I think I'll figure it out. Yeah. That's still look. Eighty-six is still a damn good weekend. I'm looking at Spielberg's like last like twenty years. There's not a lot of good stuff in this. I think you're wrong about that, but I mean, the best thing I see so far is Ready Player One. That, thanks, Chris. That movie's awful. That may be one of his worst. I, I mean, I'm just saying it was good. So, uh, Top Gun Maverick opened at 127. Okay, I said I, 126. I Munich is the Munich and War of the Worlds were both in 2005. That's about his Hold best on. stuff. In no, no, no. Hold, okay, first, the Terminal is fantastic. I said, okay, fine, Terminal. But uh, hold All on, right. let, I, are we talking about? That was 18 years ago, Grayson. I'm I'm, I'm aware, but I, I think you're... Well, okay, hold on a second. I mean, um, technically, you did West Side Story, and everybody loved that but us. That hold, on, so hold, hold on, hold on a second. Um, West Side Story, The Post, both up, for, both up for multiple Oscars. We didn't like it, but that doesn't mean people didn't like it. So well, West Side Story was a waste, but maybe The Post then. But yeah, Munich... A lot of these aren't that great. Well, look, War Horse won Best Picture. It did. War Horse is awesome. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So Lincoln, yeah, the, Lincoln won 11 Lincoln, years ago. Hold on, hold on. Lincoln won Best Picture. <laughs> but you're, you're the one that said 20 years. So I'm just yeah, telling there's, you. There's, there's not that much great stuff in here. I, what do you mean by great? What don't you don't know. You don't get much better than Best Picture winners. I think the, Jaws and, deleted scenes is the best thing in the last 22 years. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Please, please. The, the 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 views held by Chris Bond does not represent all the views <laughs> for Love of Cinema. Please understand this, but I mean, look, West Side Story, The Post, Lincoln, Warhorse. Um, uh, he's had four in the past twenty years. He's had four nominations and two wins for Best Picture. I yeah. say that's more than any other director alive. Right. So let's be. I mean, let's just look. This you know, if one thing I'm trying to get back to what this podcast was founded for, giving credit where credit is due. You got to say at least that much, right? I mean. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Minority Report's on here in the last 20 years. It saves him. We're good. That's I the one you... Minority Report. That's the one you want to pull out as some of his best work in 20 years? Yeah, it's right there. 2002. Yeah, no, I get it, but like, that's the one you're going to champion of all the movies he's done in the past 20 years is Minority yeah. Report? I like Minority it's Report. It's fantastic. a solid movie. It's a solid movie. Uh, the, terminal, the Terminal, I think, is just strictly better. Um, War of the Worlds, Munich—they're what they are. I thought music. I thought Munich was okay. Avengers of Tintin, I didn't think was great, but okay. Uh, that was again, weird. War Horse and Lincoln didn't didn't Lincoln win that year? 
Who what won that year? E.T. No, not E.T. did not win in 2012. What? I don't know who won that year, but it was definitely nominated. And Warhorse won. So anyway, yeah, yeah that's a weird uh, statement to make there, Chris. Just FYI, <laughs> very weird statement. But anyway, where, where were we? Trying <laughs> to show it completely threw me off. You're welcome. I'm, that's what I'm really here for. I'm here to bring a little bit of chaos. Just to make yeah. sure everything flows right out. Oh, we're doing the okay. So okay, back to Man Called Auto. That's um, Avatar, and then December twenty second, which is a Wednesday. I want to dance with somebody. What the? F- oh, that's, that's the Whitney the, Houston. That's yeah. the Whitney Houston yeah. biopic. And also yeah. opening on the same day, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Yes. <laughs> which will do something. I, I I don't think it won't. And then Friday, December twenty third, is Glass Onion. A Knives Out mystery, which is the sequel to Knives Out, okay, by Ryan Johnson. And the the most the most puzzling thing about Ryan Johnson in the last couple of years was Knives Out was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, ep- that's ep- good. Episode eight is one of the weakest Star Wars movies of the nine. It's one of the weakest. Um, that's a weird one, but there you have up up until Christmas. There you go. And Sunday, which is Christmas Day, uh, the twenty fifth. Women talking, it goes larger. It goes sorry, it expands. So I, I think it's a. I think this is a very kind of a disappointing holiday, don't you think, Roger? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I just hope you know things do good money because we are looking at what could be the the last year for two for movie theaters. Oh man, that makes me sad to think about. I mean, I think your big big blockbusters will prove that they want to stay open at least for your big stuff. Like the, I guess I think the smaller stuff is hurting more and more. But the big stuff's doing just fine, right? I mean, look at Top Gun. Look at you know your Marvel stuff. All that's still making money. So yep. your 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 movies that are big blockbusters are going to keep doing it because it's it's just pure cash flow for them. You know, yeah, as long you're as right. You're, you're, you're right about that. Whereas However, it's har- it's harder to get those those payouts from the streaming services, most likely compared to like just straight box office, especially sure. when you're making like you know. 300 million for your movie on an eight on an 80 million dollar budget also people should be better with their budgets yeah like movies shouldn't cost 125 million dollars for no reason yeah i mean that's not our fault that's theirs yeah well i mean we may have some insight on that i'm trying to get uh my current accountant to come on and talk about a little bit about movie budgeting uh whatever he can talk about but i mean he's on he's on board so maybe the mystery of some movie budgeting will be uh, i know that's a weird thing for a lot of people because budgeting is weird it's it's not Budget. If you can budget a film, a feature, a feature film, uh, if you can break down a script and budget it, you will have work forever, and you can charge whatever you want, and producers will pay you. Good. Uh, it's a skill I'm trying to learn myself. So. <laughs> also, uh, missed an important release date. So if you haven't seen anything on uh, Disney Plus lately, Thor: Love and Thunder will be there on September 8th. Hmm. So that's. Uh, I know we didn't really speak too highly of that movie, but I'm sure there are plenty of people who would. Be happy to watch that movie, especially for free. I'll watch it again. I'll, I'll watch it for. Uh, I will. I'll watch it again. I'll watch it for uh, for Christian Bale. I think I think he did fantastic in that. The more I think about the Christian Bale, I thought he did a great job. I just I don't know how well the character works when, in the totality of the piece, but well, I'm I definitely I definitely want to watch that again. So, so definitely we'll watch that one again. Let's move on to what's streaming, gentlemen. On we're September eighth, gonna... Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Streaming. <laughs> See that segue. What's up? Great, wonderful. You're a brilliant man, Roger. We figured this out. <laughs> and he's super humble, folks. Super humble. Super humble. I'm known for being fucking awesome and my excellent humility. 
and a tiny pee pee. Let's move on to Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what's streaming today. We're looking at Hulu. Number one, Rain of Fire. Palm Springs. Palm Springs always. It's a 10. <laughs> Number one, Rain of Fire by director Rob Bowen. Christian Bale, Matthew McConaughey. That's 2002. That's a movie that I don't mind revisiting from time to time. I kind of enjoy it. It's bad, but it's a good bad, I think. It's, you know, it's dragons. It's interesting cinematography. They're, they're, using, they're using techniques they use in the 80s to film some of that. It's, I like it. I, it's just, I understand it's a bad movie, but I, again, it's one, one, one that I enjoy to revisit. What do you guys uh, think? That's that one? the one where the, like, the dragons cause the, like, the modern day apocalypse, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 I watched that, watched that like years and years ago on a TNT release of it on TV at my buddy's house when I was mm. like 15 or 16. What'd you think? <laughs> I don't really remember. I just remember like, like they killed the dragon at dusk because it's harder for it to see. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, it's harder to see at dusk. That makes sense. You don't remember Christian Bale making, or Matthew McConaughey making that leap with the axe and the dragon just. That was Matthew McConaughey. Damn. I'm, I'm, I'm about to watch that. That was Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He was the one that was wearing that. Wearing that weird like bomber jacket with the sleeves torn off. Yeah, no, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, here we are, brother. <laughs> that, that movie's got some good ideas. It just didn't execute right. It's just yeah. it's a shame it didn't do well. But uh, that's available. <laughs> the bomber jacket vest is a power move. <laughs> it really is. All right, number two, a movie that needs no introduction: Big Trouble in Little China by director John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn. Nineteen eighty-six. Look, John Carpenter and Kurt Russell work very well together, and that movie's pretty legendary. Roger, I think you'd agree with me. Pork on that Chop one. Express, baby, let's go. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear the title of that movie, I think it's a Jackie Chan movie, but then I, I I'm quickly reminded that it's not. But that's the first place. That's on my borderline racist, Chris. Not it's not supposed to be. <laughs> Number three, Urban <laughs> Legend by director Jamie Blanks, Jared Leto, Alicia Witt, Michael Rosenbaum, Joshua Jackson, Loretta Devine. If you can remember all the way back to 1998. Uh, that was two years after Scream had kind of reignited that whole thing. Uh, that's one of those. That's a very 90s slasher. Extremely 90s. You know what other movie I always think about when we talk about our religion? Remember the movie The Skulls? Yeah, With of uh, Paul Walker and uh, that's Josh, Josh Jackson. Jackson as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, always... there's two sequels to that. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> no, are there yeah. really? Yeah, there's two sequels. I think they both went right to DVD or right to VHS, whatever. But <laughs> there's, a, there's a phrase that's gone forever. Straight to DVD. Yeah. yeah. Straight yeah. to stream now. Yeah, I don't no, know. There's a, there's some made on Netflix. There's some interesting ah. interesting things happening in the space of streaming versus uh, versus theatrical. I was talking to someone about it in the office the other day. They had gotten wind about it, but I, I'm planning a, an episode based on that. But it's interesting. We might be seeing some different some different rules and laws according to what can and cannot be released streaming and what dictates that. So I'm I mean the theaters are fighting back which I I want to happen because it's it's a hill I'm going to die on and every time I'm going to choose to die on this hill but that's the way a movie's supposed to be digested is in a movie theater lights off sound up sometimes you're just delaying the inevitable though I get that I mean yes, technolo- technology is as it moves forward we need to embrace and adapt I just don't think I- <sighs> Look I have many things to say but I'll save it for a future episode but that's the hill I'm going to die on Imagine the next big breakthrough thing in vr is the fact you can put your goggles on and watch a movie you can already do that well you you can can, already do that to have them like the the next big breakthrough is something that perfects that even more and you're gonna get the better experience in you know in your home instead of in a theater it's like it's like one of the possible avenues that we could see 
Yeah, I think so. Theaters just gonna have to change. I mean, that's that's just they do. They yep. Their model is just a dead model yeah. or a dying model. Sorry. So we'll talk about that. We talked about that one at length. We'll talk about that and we're in a specialized episode one day. But all right, gentlemen, let's talk about some trailers. What say you? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right, the greatest beer run ever. I'm excited for this one. This is Zac Efron, uh, Bill Murray, Russell Crowe. So I bet this movie is incredibly sad. Do you think he's going to die, his character? No, I think somebody else is going to die. I think he's going yeah, to be able to find some of his friends. Yep. They're going to be dead. Yep. Look, well, I mean... I mean, listen, he, I respect this dude. The idea behind this is awesome. The fact that he's getting some notoriety from doing this and they're getting the movie about it. That's cool. But yeah, I bet you this movie's sad. I bet you it's funny and very sad. Yeah. Mm, I... It's got some interesting elements to it. It's different. Um, it's about a guy who actually who 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 voluntarily ships to Vietnam as a civilian with beer to bring to his friends who are stuck fighting in Vietnam. So which how did this guy get drafted? Which, I don't get well, that. I mean, some people get drafted, some people don't. But I mean, Vietnam, of course, being a very unpopular war, people protesting even when the troops are over there, it did no good for the morale of this country whatsoever. But could could you imagine trying to like lug sixty four beers onto a plane now? Oh God! Um, you would be you would be searched and put in a room for four days. <laughs> so what are you doing with this beer? I'm going to Vietnam. What the fuck? Get the hell off! No, plane. you're not. <laughs> Where's you'd the be, air marshal? <laughs> you'd be speaking of air marshal. I just watched um due date this week and the the scene on the plane where he gets him tased and all. I think that's hilarious. Um, that's a that's another one I like. I like to watch a lot. But I'm a big fan of the greatest beer one ever. I think. It looks like it could be fun. It could be different and fun, which in this industry is quite something. So. Sure, it's Apple TV too, so we got a. I mean, we know a production value. Behind yeah. It, so. Yep. No, I'm, I'm actually excited for this one. I'm. If we end up watching the show, I, I don't think I'll be too sad about it. I'll just be sad when I watch the movie. Is, is it a show? It's it's a it's no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a feature. It's, yeah, it's a film. Oh, I thought you said if we watch the show, I, I could. Well, for the show, for said. the oh, show, for the show. Okay. Yeah. All right, House of Darkness with Justin Long and Kate Bosworth. Chris, what do you think? A retelling, uh, a very I, different retelling of Bram Stoker's Bam Bram Stoker's Dracula. I have no idea what that means, but I have a soft spot for um for the for the male lead in this one. I think I think he's awesome, and I like him. Everything I see him in, he's just never had like a. I think what Jeepers Creepers was the last thing I remember him in. Dude, he's been in literally thirty films since Jeepers Creepers. I, I mean, probably, but that's the last I think I remember him in. One of know? the funniest movies ever accepted. You ever watch that I've movie? I've never seen Accepted. They make their, dude, that movie's hilarious. I, I got a friend who loves Accepted, so I probably should watch it. Yeah, Accepted is one of those funny ones. It didn't yeah. make any money, but I th- always thought Accepted was hilarious. He's um, a dodgeball, right? That's, that's yep. him. Yeah. yeah. So like, I guess dodgeball would be the most recent one, I guess. Most likely that I can remember. But cr- but I, I like I like him and everything I've seen him in. And Jesus. I don't know, the, the premise is, you know, I'm down for the premise of it. So I'm this one I might watch. Hold on a second. Just – I. I feel like you're saying some things just to just to make me like what? I would That's never wrong. do that, Grayson. You, of course you would. You're a troll. Of course you are. <laughs> um, so Justin Long, let's just look as an actor, not to mention the thing he he made. Okay, so let's go back to he's he's got seven hundred things. Shit. <laughs> All since two thousand number. Or are you, or are you no, no, no. I, mean, like, I, I had to scroll, 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 scroll. All right. So he's in he's in dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's one of the things that for Herbie, Waiting, Dreamland, Waiting, yeah, uh, yeah Waiting's hilarious. Waiting's the, good. The the breakup 
accepted idiocracy. Um, I'm live free and die hard. The Battle for Terra, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, Strange Strange Wilderness, Just Add Water, Zach and Miri make a porno, another big one. That movie's funny. Uh, yep, he's not that into you. That's an important one for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drag Me to Hell, important one. That's a, that movie's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that one. Uh, funny People, Youth in Revolt, um, Afterlife. Uh, Planet 51, Old Dogs, Taking Chances, Alvin the Chipmunks, The Squeakwool, um, Going the Distance, Alpha and Omega, The Conspirator, which was Robert Redford. Let's, um, movie 43. There's, there's uh, a lot of bad in here. Yeah, but still a lot of stuff. So far, I've seen four of these great I mean, he's famous. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> Tusk, which is that weird one with, um, who, Kevin, Smith Kevin Smith made that, yeah. Uh, he's in Portlandia. Mm-mm. I'm just going to keep going. Ghost Team, he's actually really funny in that. Um, a spoof on um, trying to catch paranormal activity. It's actually kind of a decent thing to watch. I like that a lot. Um, what else is there? I'm scrolling up, scrolling up. After Class, Ballers. Uh, never mind. I don't like to admit that Ballers exist, so never mind. Jane, Silent Bob, Reboot. Uh, the Wave. I'm just going up slowly. Barbarian, Clerks 3. These are all these Barbarian Clerks three have not been released. The yet. Barbarian comes out like in two weeks, right? Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff, Chris. I don't know how you haven't seen him in a lot of that stuff. I've seen four of the ones you've named. Mm-hmm. Let's talk I about like waiting it. for a while. Waiting, <laughs> the movie's hilarious. Yeah, wait, waiting, waiting. However, is waiting is a, is a script that simply would not fly today. No, oh, no. <laughs> but you know what's funny about that is even much as it wouldn't fly today. I think you could. Waiting I, is one of the truest interpretations that I've ever seen of working in a restaurant in my entire life. I think waiting. I think you could. You could. You could edit the script and make it work today. It couldn't. I mean, you'd have to have a. You'd have a lot of different kind of jokes in there than than you did then, obviously. But you could make waiting work. I don't think you could because half the fun of waiting is the word you can't say, and they kept calling each other that. Like it, 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 it doesn't work without because like the whole thing is the whole that joke is funny when they keep trying to show each other their balls, like the bat wing and the goat and all that stuff. And then if someone looks at you I for did that se- last weekend, if someone if someone does that to you, you get to call them this word. But that's that's the whole joke. But without that, the that 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 whole joke, that whole comedy theme that runs through the entire movie doesn't work. I don't know. I think I think the movie still works because I guarantee because that's still going to be the culture in today's restaurant industry. Because the 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 people in that movie that were portrayed as like the chefs and the wait staff and all that kind of stuff, it's the same personality of people that work those jobs now. So you're going to have an audience still for that for that style of movie. I think it would work. You just you you have to rewrite carefully rewrite some jokes. I mean, the real thing with waiting is it should be an episodic television show. Agreed. It should be on HBO. Yeah, agreed. I've seen the sequel and it wasn't still waiting. Justin Long's in it. Yeah, yeah, Justin Long's in it, and he's he's a manager. How do you know that you don't know shit. Because <laughs> I, I like waiting. It's fantastic. That's hilarious. Is that Ryan Reynolds? that's still waiting. No, he's not. Ryan Reynolds is not in still. I don't think he's. I don't remember him being still waiting. But Justin Ooh, Long speaking, is. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds stuff for streaming, we're talking about Hulu, right? Yes, we are. Um, just started streaming the Ryan Reynolds Rob McElhaney documentary called "Welcome to Wrexham" about that soccer team they bought in Wales. Oh, really? Yeah, the first two episodes are on there. It's actually it's really well done. Like, dude, it's professional documentary style, mm-hmm. and it has all the funny football stuff and funny Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney stuff. I recommend it. Well, I mean, they've, that's, only, they've only done the first two episodes on there so far, but it's there. Well, that's only <clears throat> the success of Ted Lasso has made that possible. 
Yeah. So I mean, that's a good that's thing. Fun. That's what I mean. That's that's the thing that Ted Lasso Ted Lasso brought is an entire show all to its own. So that's an interesting thing that Ted Lasso brought. Yeah. Everybody check out Welcome to Wrexham. I've, I saw that on the when I was looking on my Apple TV. That's good. So, hmm. Or the sorry, the streaming services on Apple TV. So anyway, yeah, I like I like the lead of this one, so I might I might watch it. But you you, you don't you don't see how it's a retelling of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Is it Dracula or something else? I have no idea what that means. I'd imagine it's a. It says it's a retelling of Bram Stoker's greatest. I think that's Dracula. And the and the way that Kate bothers Bosworth is acting, I mean, he would be the, at least with the Coppola one. Wouldn't he would be the Keanu character, and uh, Bosworth would be the Dracula character. I mean, I, I could be interpreting that way wrong. But hmm. Trailers sometimes are misinterpreted. We should watch Blade. Blade. Yes, indeed. Blade's actually starting up in Cleveland. The production office is open up for that soon. I, I know some friends at Cleveland. Is a, Cleveland is a great place to shoot that film, actually. Now that you've said that, mm. that is actually kind of perfect. I, I agree. And Roger, answer your question. That's how I found out about it. So okay. I don't know. It's a, it's a time thing that I'm not sure I can make work, but make it work. All right. Let's talk about The Good House with Sigourney Weaver, Kevin Klein. Marina Baccarin, Rob Delaney. I'm happy how much did you love this trailer? <laughs> well, okay. I loved it, but I mean, don't boo Sigourney Weaver, please. I won't. Nor, nor do you boo Kevin Klein. Thank you very much. I'll boo Kevin Klein yeah, in my I'll own measure, sir. But not Sigourney Weaver. I already said no. That's fine. But don't tell me Kevin Klein's unbooable because he's not. <laughs> right, okay, we'll we'll meet halfway with uh, not booing Sigourney Weaver, which I think is good. No, I but accept that term. She is. She deserves this. She deserves uh, her own thing. You know, her own kind of rom-com where she's not being serious and saying get away from her you bitch and you know i mean you think that's a rom-com <laughs> i think i think the thing where the, the good house is You're a romantic right. movie aliens is a rom-com well there's this thing on a, there's this re-editing of the someone re-edited the trailer for aliens and it's it's like you know like the vo- the tone of voice and it's mm-hmm. like starting over on a new planet hadley's hope and like it makes it, 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 it re-edits aliens into a, a rom-com between Ripley and an alien. Like it's actually kind of clever. Someone did that, but that. yeah, yeah it's, it's been a while. This. It's been a while since I watched it, but the trailer I think makes it, makes you think that like, because like the Michael Bean character Hicks, you know, gives her the wristwatch and like some, he says like, don't you know, don't, doesn't this mean we're engaging, but like it upplays that romance. And then the, and then the alien is very jealous of Hicks and it's, oh, it's, it's actually, not even, it's, it's not even rom-com. It's like Hallmark, like a Hallmark rom-com. It's very, it's, it's a very clever re- re-edit of the trailer. It's, yeah. We should edit a Fast and Furious trailer into a romantic comedy. We could do that. Family. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our family. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it is that time. It is that time where we are going to talk about the movie of the week. Gentlemen, I know you're excited about it. I know you're frothing at the mouth to talk about this. I'm ready. Mm. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yes. Right. Let's do this. Let's do Grayson, this. as a quick aside, you can edit this out. You need to speak up. I can't hear you. How about right now? Better? There yes, there we well, go. I'm not going to edit that out. Anyway, so, okay. <laughs> Perfect. As we do, Rotten Tomatoes, Tomato Meter. You ready for this? Did you wait? Hold 91. on. Ninety-one. Ah, man, you killed <laughs> it. Thunder. Ninety-nine. The audience score ninety-five. There. Yeah. <laughs> I came in so weak at the end there. Well, because I'm not let you steal my thunder, goddamn. Listen, listen, no. But let's talk about this for a second. What a good goddamn score, right? Yep. 
So, I mean, right there, that's enough to, to just tell your friends, go see this goddamn movie. But it's, I, I, I'm not, but see, that's not what, no, stop it, Chris. Here's the thing. No, I'm rowdy. I'm rowdy tonight. Well, because I'm, I'm taking gosh. off my, I'm taking off my jewelry, but you don't see, you don't see like a traditional, uh, the traditional, like, like 65 year old who's been doing this for 30 years reviewing this movie. So you're only seeing Dragon Ball fans reviewing this movie. This is my question to you. Rotten Tomatoes, this is where it could go wrong is how many of them are going to say no to it? Like how many of them are going to say thumbs down as opposed to thumbs up? Maybe that's why it's got a 91. I would challenge you to think that they would be more critical. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I'm the average viewer. Yeah, I was going to say your fans are going to be the ones that pick this thing apart first off too. You have, you, have, you have places like Screen Rant, Meat and Popcorn, Film Week, Double Toasted, you know. What the f- – These are all the com- – these are all the, the critics and who they work okay, for. No, okay. I, I understand that. But I'm saying numbers could slightly be skewed. Not, I'm, I'm not saying it's not a 91. I'm asking if it matters that a lot of people who aren't Dragon Ball fans probably aren't going to touch this movie, which means you won't get a review from them, which means well, maybe. only I mean, fans I, are going to review it. I'm sure out of the out of the – what is it? 47 uh, critic reviews. There's got to be a couple guys that aren't fans in there. And the, there's a thousand plus verified reviews for, yeah, no, for I'm, the audience. I'm just, I'm just saying the numbers could be skewed in the favor of the movie's positive rating. I mean, maybe. I think you could say that a lot about, about a, a, a few movie genres yeah, in no, general. Of, of course. I, I, I do think that. I mean, the whole point of review is to try to be as unbiased as possible. Yeah, understood. That's, that's not always possible, though. So. And also, a lot of people sometimes will do reviews to get their opinions out there as well, whether it's you know biased or not. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the whole thing, though. Is I don't think I don't know how the the formula works for whatever Run Tomatoes uses, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it's by now it's perfected, and they you know they may be accepting some money from certain companies to you know do certain things. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying. Anyway, so let's get into Dragon Ball Super Superhero, directed by Tetsuro Kodama. And it has a Japanese voice cast and an American voice – or sorry, a North American voice cast, I should say. English voice cast. Oh, no, yeah, English voice cast. Sorry, I should <laughs> say English voice cast. You're, you're right. So I'm going to – this is not – this is very obviously not my forte. Good luck, so, buddy. Hey, why don't you just say the English ones? Yeah, honestly. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. That's what I was going to say. So let's look at the casting crew just for the English ones. Well, I was going to say it's not my forte. So after I do the voice cast, guys, I'm going to kind of – I'm going to pass off the torch – to you. I'm going to ask some questions, but I'm going to pass off towards you guys are much more knowledgeable about this than I am. That's fair. For sure. So let's talk about man, some of these names. Um, <laughs> I like how you're just dreading this part. <laughs> Zach Aguilar is Dr. Hito. Johnny Young Bosch is Broly. Bruce Carey is Limo. Uh, Damon Clark is Selmax. Justin Cook. Dande. Justin Douglas is Beerus. See a lot of these names... Kyle Hebert is Gohan, who I'm sure has they've been voicing these people for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Robert McCollum, Goten. Jason Marnoka is Carmine. Charles Martinet, Magenta. And the, the list goes on. You're, you can you certainly check it out. There's tons of names on this one. But, Roger, what is Dragon Ball Super Superhero about? It is the newest movie in Dragon Ball that takes place after the Tournament of Power. Correct. Um, but the last movie we had also took place after the Tournament of Power. Um, so this is just a continuation of about, uh, what, seven years after that tournament? Mm-hmm. Um, about a threat that uh, develops on Earth for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About some uh, 
androids that are created that are supposed to be superheroes solving the day. They get some bad info and basically go against our Z fighter clan. Mm -hmm. And uh, that brings us to this. So they think uh, our people are bad and they end up kidnapping somebody because, you know, that's what heroes do. Yep. And yeah. <laughs> leading, leading to basically, you know, an hour long fight for the end of the movie. So typical. It's, it's like 40 track. minutes. <laughs> it is quite a it, it is Dragon quite Ball. a it is quite a long because the movie I noticed it was the movie started. The movie was hold on. So the movie started at 350. And by 4:20, the movie—I know, haha—the movie had actually started. So it was 30. It was 30 minutes of previews. So Jesus. I know. And then by 5:20 is when the fight started. Is when the Cell Max fight started. So it was an hour, a little, exactly one hour until the fight started. Well, Cell Max isn't the beginning of the fight, though. No, that's the Gamma. Well, fine, but cool. well, that yeah. was that. That was when I marked. That was the one hour mark. Was Cell Max started? He he broke out of the chamber and was going. Okay, gotcha. So, so it's it's a it's a it's an interesting thing though. That I mean, by now I'm sure they've got the formula of Dragon Ball Z down to a science. Uh, I don't know the previous movie, the Broly movie. It legitimately is. There's like 20 minutes of like of here's your story, and here is 70 minutes of ass whipping. Yeah, with metal music <laughs> in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's definitely a little bit more of a of a different beast than the usual ones. Because also the story is actually way less functional in Broly. Mm-hmm. It's just telling you the story of one person instead of an actual story. Yeah, there's actually so. more story in this than I'm used to because, like, even the one before, you know, even another movie before uh, the two we've already mentioned is um with, uh, the one where they introduce Beerus Beerus's character. Mm-hmm. That one is a lot of setup, a lot of setup, and then a actual a shorter fight at the end of it between Goku and uh, yes. and, and Beerus. So this one was a lot of actual substance story. And a lot of little things that were more, it's, it's more for the fans and it takes a lot of cues from when Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Z was at its highest for viewership. And also when a lot of, where a lot of people's fan favorites lie within, whether it be for the villain or before the, um, the, the current hero of the show back then as well, where Gohan, teen Gohan is what he's referred to as was the actual, like the big fan favorite back then. And Cell was the biggest villain that Dragon they had Ball ever had encountered. Date. Yeah, well, I think I think I think Cell is still the fan favorite for villains at this time. Well, you can maybe say Frieza now because he's come back in a different way. I was gonna, I was gonna say huge. I was gonna say Cell and Frieza in my mind are the ones that I remember standing out as like yeah. because those are, wait who who comes first in the story Cell or Frieza 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 Fri- Frieza By ends one up one saga Fri- Frieza ends up killing Goku. Right, no. and then and then they have to go bring he him back. Everybody else, no, yeah, yeah. So, so that's where Goku becomes a Super Saiyan for the very first yep. time. Okay, so, okay, I got my. Okay, I got it wrong. Okay, go born in the audience. This is gonna get super fucking nerdy. You're door. welcome. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, here for this, baby. Yeah, this, well, yeah, this is gonna be the door. Hold on, so let's, sound. but let's try to rein it in a little bit. Let's. So, I mean, we have we talk about movies that usually. I mean, Hollywood's really good at following a three act structure. Now, yep. this Dragon Ball movie is not. Is I mean. They kind of do a different thing, but I mean, it's still kind of loosely a three act structure. So we have the we have the setup where everything is everything is peachy. Uh, We have a setup, and then everything, and then the what's the R the R and R stand for again? 
Red Ribbon. Red, the oh, Red the Ribbon, Ribbon which is a throwback to like original Dragon like Dragon Ball, Ball before Dragon Ball Z. Where, so where like a, of the bulk of the the fandom takes the Red Ribbon Army here is the um is kind of the one of the villains, and they're trying to they're trying to do everything by kidnapping. Wait, how? They're trying to they end up kidnapping Pan Pan, which Gohan's is daughter. which is Gohan's yes. daughter, which in Gohan is Goku's, Goku's son. son. So one of his sons. The oldest son. Yes. Okay, so Goku is Goku's granddaughter is kidnapped. Yes. And in, in all this, they are trying to force a cycle in which they can revive a super powerful well, no, not revive because he's never alive, but sell, but they can bring back a super powerful being and use that to rule over Dominion. Yeah, so, well, so and like and and the the two villains, quote unquote, were introduced first are the, are Gamma One and Two, who are androids created by Doctor Hito. Doctor Hito, he just wants to make cool stuff with his intellect, and he's super into superheroes. So he models them after you know justice and truth and all this kind of stuff, and has them very flashy, you know, in a in a very identifiable outfit that you know costume. So like that's his thing, and the, things start to get shaky for them when they're told to kidnap Pan to lure in the evil Gohan. So like they get it framed to them as if you do this, it'll actually put everything out in the forefront, and then you'll really see. So they kind of go along with it mm-hmm. reluctantly at first, but you know it kind of does what it's supposed to do. Yes, yeah, because because the way that this movie comes in is like it's being delivered in a different way, whereas like weren't we already know like who the good guys and bad guys are in this, yep. but the movie delivers this to you from the other perspective, from the villains talking about how, you know, our, our Z fighters, our heroes are the bad guys mm-hmm. in some way. So like you get, you get this kind of this comical, you know, look at, you know, Goku as this giant as Bulma and Goku as these giant overlords and how they work with aliens to take over the world. They are aliens. They've been here forever and they've been betrayed to the government. Yeah. So like, and, and Dr. Hito is told that he's going to make, he's going to create these androids to protect and save the world. And that's what they're going to do with that. And near the end of this, you know, they kidnap this little girl. It doesn't feel right. And eventually, you know, stuff shifts because of all that, you know, and things happen in the middle there without too many spoilers, but. But yeah, that's so, the way it's delivered to us. So with mm-hmm. the, with that being in mind, though, this isn't if you're not you're not going to casually stroll into a Dragon Ball movie if you don't know what you're getting. Probably into. not. You should at least fair. have an idea what's going on. Yeah. Um. So just I want to ask some questions, and I did a little research on this, but I I'm, I would yeah. love to hear you guys. So the when Dragon Ball started long long time ago, or oh, sorry, yeah. Dra- Dragon Ball Z started a long time time ago. Right? Dragon Ball is its own thing. Yeah. yeah. So where are we? How many from the cell in the Frieza saga? Where mm-hmm. are we in the lore right now? It's 2022. So, so I'll map this out as quickly and as simply as I can for. So in, in Dragon Ball Z, when it starts in the eighties, it's the Saiyan saga, which introduces the Jita. He's a villain at first. And then you have the freeze. You have the Namekian Frieza saga. Then you have the cell games for cell. Then you have the, the Boo Saga, which you see a little bit of Majin Boo in this. He's the big pink fluffy dude. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, then the Dark Times happen, which is GT. No one talks about that. Well, so Dragon Ball Z actually ended yeah, after Officially, Boo. Yeah. yeah. And then GT happens, which nobody acknowledges. It. It's not actually canon. No one, no one likes it. And then they brought back everything with uh, inter- with reintroducing Super into the mix. And they so, went back to Dragon Ball Z's timeline, mm-hmm. picked up a couple years after... The Majin Buu saga, and that is now progressed actually probably ten years mm-hmm. in their timeline. Yeah, 
um, because we got the kids are growing up. So, yeah. so from 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 the Cell Saga, which is relevant to the story of this movie, there's probably been 11, 12 years is is what it feels like, or even more because Goten and Trunks are a little bit older. Yeah. So, but they were they were kids in the Boo Saga though. Yeah, so, they were like eight or nine years old. They're borderline adults now. Yeah. Yeah, so probably within the span from when Cell and Gohan had their had their first quote unquote their quote unquote first battle, you've probably got fifteen years, you know, around there. And we got twenty plus years in our lifetime. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I, mean, I watched I watched the Cell Saga in my yeah, college true. dorm room. Yeah, I talked yeah. about this before. Yep. Like that was <laughs> when that happened. Oh yeah. I watched all the way through the Boo Saga all when, when I was in college. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. a, those are those are very popular sagas. The the cell the the cell the Frieza and the Boo are very popular sagas, right? Frieza led it, Frieza's the Frieza saga saga is super popular because it was the introduction of this of Super Saiyan when Goku first does it. It's the first time it happens, and then it's just everybody can do it after that, so it loses mm-hmm. that. But the Cell Saga is probably the most viewership that Dragon Ball it was peak Dragon Ball yeah, has powers. ever had, and they do a lot of they do a lot of callbacks doesn't do it justice. The red ribbon army is a part of the original cell saga. Dr. Jero, which is mentioned is also part of the cell saga. And then you have androids in the cell saga. And then you have cell in the cell saga and your hero in the cell saga ends up being Gohan in his teenage years. Who is also the hero. Yes. In this movie. So a lot of this is callbacks to that. And there's even more so within the, like the fight itself and, we have a big transformation for Gohan at the end of this of him like surpassing his limits, which takes place in very specific ways throughout the entirety of the of the show Dragon Ball. Every time Go, uh, Gohan's people that he cares about are in trouble or get very hurt, Gohan ends up being like he levels up, baby. Yeah, he, he's he's always had a, had an unlocked potential, an, a hidden potential, and he always achieves that point that's needed when people that he loves and cares about are in are almost you know are in dire straits and that happens in this movie as well to a huge degree yeah and it's again it's another callback there's a couple more things in here that are just you know huge fan moments i mean the theater that i was in had like 20 plus people in it and there's a few moments where like people were excited but the very end of this when the big climactic moment happens in the fight the theaters and went nuts and it's because of the relationship between Piccolo and Gohan. Cause spoiler alert, Goku's a pretty shitty dad. <laughs> He's a bit sidetracked. Yeah. No, no, and... no, I don't, I don't think, look, I just want to, just for someone who's not huge in the Dragon Ball franchise, I don't think Dragon Ball's a shit. I'm sorry. I don't think Goku's a shitty dad. I think he's, Got a lot going on in his plate. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah. But like, like throughout the show, Piccolo trains Gohan. He which, basically raises. Gohan. Yeah, he basically raises Gohan, and there's even jokes about it. You know, like like within the show about like you know about dad and stepdad and things like that. Yeah. And um, and uh, it's so much so where uh, when go when Gohan fights Cell in the Cell games. He's wearing Piccolo's outfit instead of his dad's outfit. Yep. So like he's he that like he is Piccolo's pupil. He learns from him, and Piccolo does kind of raise him. So like there's a moment in this comes back into this at the end of this fight. Exactly, and at the the, the very end of the Cell games, Gohan finishes off Cell with with you know with his a, dad's move. a father and son doing their move together. Whereas in this one, it's a little different, and it was a huge just like fan servicey moment 
that everyone pretty much agrees with, and it's it was awesome to see because I wasn't expecting that. That was really no, cool. I didn't think that was gonna yeah. happen. Did that you guys cool. see the? Did you guys see the after the credit? Just as a little side oh, after yeah. the credit sequence, Roger. I did. So unfortunately, I did not because <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know what happens. Yeah. Um, which is a big, big deal. It's a very big deal within the story for this for Dragon Ball fans because, because like, wait, hasn't this is this is like a like a twenty year coming thing, isn't it? One of them is coming more like more like forever. Okay, more well, like, like since Dragon Ball started, yeah. like basically, <laughs> but like well, one that, of them. But like it's a but it's it's in like a comical way though. It, well, so it's 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 in a comical way, but there's actually like a there's a big piece of the fandom that's like talking about this in a bigger way because this is the first time this has happened, and it's it's it's. It's supposed to be like the signs of things to come because it's the first time it's ever happened where someone is bested in a fight that has never been bested and by the person that beats him. It's just it's fantastic. It's it's again, it's a fan service point because there's about an equal number of fans between these two characters. So well, they are basically a dichotomy of the good guys. Yeah. One is the super always good, just out for having a good time. The yeah. other one is super serious. The anti-hero, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know. Will do anything for his family, that sort of stuff. Yep. Will kill everyone that gets in his way, which respectable. Yep. <laughs> which happens in in the um in the Beerus movie. I can't remember the name of that movie for some reason. It was uh, Gods, wasn't it? Maybe I can't remember. But um, but yeah, there's a moment where where well, I'll just say it, where uh, Vegeta's wife Bulma gets slapped by it's like slapped out of the way by Beerus, who is a god in that in in this universe, and no one's been able to touch this guy until then, and he. Ragefield comes in and gets punched in the face by this god, and he takes it and he gives it back, which is like it was a big oh shit moment for him because again, it's just that's why the characters love because he he does love his family even though he's got he's he doesn't very love anti-hero. anything he loves his family. Yep, that's about it. He hates everything else. <laughs> yes, but that's I mean that's what, that's what's interesting about this. I one miss is, his mustache. Me too. It was so great. <laughs> That's what's interesting, though, is like because we we do get a little bit of Goku in um, Vegeta, which I mean, those are the OGs of Dragon Ball Z to begin with, right? I mean, they are the, much. I mean, and Piccolo, and and, and I want to, even when they're not like the, the focus. Piccolo has been around a long time. Yeah, I, I want to ask you guys on a question though about again coming from someone who's not in huge into the lore like you guys. How do you feel about Piccolo being so adam or so um, front and center in this movie? So I think it's a good thing. I don't it know, is. I'll handle this from it. So Piccolo has basically been fight irrelevant for a long time. Like he is not at the same power level or anywhere near the power level of anybody else. And almost in the worst way, he's been he's been irrelevant yet present. Yeah. So it's almost like he's just been a permanent side. Well, I mean, character. he's basically the guy that gives them sensu beans to keep yeah. them alive. <laughs> That's what he does. Um, which in Dragon Ball, sensu bean is something if you eat it. It will fully recover you to power like you were never injured in any capacity or expended any energy, which is a really big deal to these people. It's not so much about injuries here. It's about losing your energy. Yeah. Um, that's a real big deal. Um, but yeah, Piccolo has been the guy who's trained with everyone, trained everyone, training everybody's kids. and has never been on the same power scale as anybody else. Like he was surpassed long ago. And this actually brings him back up and makes his character more relevant now than ever. And like his transformation, I mean, it's a long time coming. Yes. And I'm glad that. he's able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see that. Because um, Piccolo's story is actually really interesting. Like, that's super dork Dragon Ball <laughs> stuff, and I won't even touch about that. Yeah. Um, but he's had a long, not always the best history with Dragon Ball. And how the, the version of the character we get now is pretty much the best version of Piccolo. 
and he's the most relevant version of Piccolo. Well, a piece of his story though is too because he because he he's had a lot of ups and downs in his character arc, just like Vegeta has. But he became he 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 was a villain. He becomes a good guy because of his relationship with Gohan. Because he first well, he takes Gohan when he's like six or seven to train him because of his potential, and it's during that and he's just doing that so he has a chance to survive. But it's during that time that he bonds with Gohan and actually becomes he he realizes oh crap I care about something yeah. and that's and that's what does it for him and he becomes a good guy. So that that whole relationship being present in this movie is super important to to the story it's telling and to the fans. But that's that's what's so important though that you guys got that is you know this was I again I, to me this is a this is a fan service they they make a movie but it's all it's also very impressive fan service sure tons to, of it in this. And well, it's functional fan service too yes. for a couple of reasons um, because going forward because there is nothing on the dock right now for Dragon Ball not for a little while anyway yeah. um, you know they're making another series um, another another season another yeah. Another super season, which is great. You know, it'll be a hundred episodes, and fifty of them will matter. <laughs> Standard Dragon Ball stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Like twenty-five will matter. There you Sorry. go. Um, but what this does too, like we just talked about Piccolo, it also it brings Piccolo up to an adequate power level. It brings Gohan way back up onto the curve. We get to see three people that really matter: Goku, Vegeta, and Broly. We get to see Beerus and Wiz, Whis, who are just doing what they do. Um, we get to, it. It brings the kids up. Gohan and, or excuse me, um, Goten and Trunks are a little bit older now, mm-hmm. so they're going to be more viable. It really brings these characters that we haven't seen much of, like through Super, the last run of Super with the tournament. We didn't see a whole lot of Gohan. We didn't see hardly any Piccolo. Um, they were surpassed by androids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and unfortunately, and we didn't see them hardly at all. Yeah, and unfortunately, was, Gohan became kind of a kind of a joke joke upon himself after the cell saying man yeah yeah after the the cell games happened in the show he actually becomes kind of a joke of a character stops training yep doesn't train anymore wants to be a family man but that's kind of honest story too he never wanted to fight to begin with he was always he wanted to be a pacifist and he takes it on later on this brings him back into the fold which is extremely important for what i think they want to do with the series and what's happening in the manga so it's it's good that now in in a visual media form, you know, like this, everyone's kind of relevant and up to date that needs to be. Yep. Which is super exciting for fans. Krillin's still alive. <laughs> my my theater went crazy when he threw his destructo disc. Wait, wait, hold on, but like but that, but that's that's part of the fan service. Exactly. Well, Isn't he the strongest human? He, he so yes, Krillin is the strongest human on earth. Yes. He's wait, where the does And I, the quick question because again, I'm not a huge but Hercule. Gokhan's go, uh, Gohan's, Gohan's does, wife was stronger than him, though, wasn't she? Where, Krill, where does no. where, where does Hercule rank? Hercule is Hercule, or he actually, was like Macho Man Randy. Yeah, Savage. yeah he's actually uh, you'll call him by his respectable name, Mr. Hercule Satan, Mr. Satan. Okay. And Hercule Satan is, <laughs> is his god. He is a joke within the show. He is not powerful at all. He is basically your average WWE superstar. Well, he was the guy that. The, with the tournament of power, which yeah. is what is the, the crux of the cell games, mm-hmm. he's the guy that organized it. Yep. And all the Z fighters are like, oh, cool, we want to be in this fight. So, like, they're trying to act like they're not strong at all. That's where, like, the, um, 
Vegeta flicks the the punch test meter and explodes yep. and all that stuff. Like that's all from that. Yeah. And the first real fight with some of these people, like there's teleportation and flying and <laughs> laser beams, and this yep. guy was. And didn't he win though? The tournament officially, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As a, yeah, like that's one of the callbacks. Is like he officially won yeah. the tournament. Yeah, but uh, uh, Hercules not any. He's he, he's he, just what? he's a meme with Gohan's father in law. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's Pan's grandfather. Well, his other grandfather. Yep. Yeah. So, but like Hercules was always kind of a joke anyway, wasn't he? Yes, like, yeah, hundred percent. He was meant yeah. to be. That was meant to just usher in the cell games as far as the, the storytelling in Dragon Ball Z was concerned. That wasn't yeah, Her- Hercule yeah. is by far the worst part of the, the the Boo saga. He's okay in the cell games, but he's even worse in, in, in the, the Boo saga. I, I never thought the Boo saga got the respect that it deserved because it has one of the coolest movies. It does. Well, like when they're when they're yeah. fighting in the in between world and yeah. like uh Boo teleports and Vegeta shoots the thing through the teleportation hole and blows him back. That is so oh, yeah. awesome. Also like in and like and this is kind of off track a little bit, but relevant. Vegeta is my favorite character in, sure. in Dragon Ball. He's a lot of people's favorite. He, he is. He is. I'm. I'm, I'm not. He's I'm a not cool alone character, in this. The mod when in the Majin Buu arc, Vegeta has his biggest moment. That's his, that was when he. Majin Buu, that's when yeah. he accepted that he's that he has something to live for now, and that was his family. Mm-hmm. And that there's there's a point in there where Vegeta and you you would like this, Grayson. Vegeta has a sacrifice has a sacrifice moment. Where he gives up his life to save everyone, and it's fan- it's just it's top tier awesome. moment in in like this for the fandom. No, I of course I love that. If it's any kind of sacrifice, I love. Which is why I mean I love one of the one of the, the sacrificial moment in this movie. I just thought was amazing yeah. too. Oh yeah, it's a good one. I knew I knew you'd appreciate that. I do appreciate in the Boost saga. Like we realize, even if you're dead, you could still use fusion. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's just a halo. So <laughs> there's another so. I don't know. I, I I don't know if we're jumping around or not. It's we hard. Are. I have it's so sad. much I can talk about with this. <laughs> um, there's a there's a there's another fan service part within a fan service moment in this where when at the very end of this, instead of using the Kamehameha, Gohan uses the special beam cannon, which is Piccolo's iconic yeah. move. Right, it's, it's what he learned directly from Piccolo. Yes, and well, Piccolo didn't, doesn't know that he knows. Uh-huh. So Piccolo grabs cell max and holds him and tells gohan to take the shot which is the exact thing that happened when in dragon ball z when it first started when raditz and goku and piccolo all fight when piccolo is still a bad guy but they team up to beat raditz Mm -hmm. goku grabs raditz and holds him there and piccolo uses a special beam cannon and it shoots through raditz and kills goku Mm -hmm. it was the same and goku yelled for him to take the shot it's the same exact setup and i expected sacrifice for that to happen but it doesn't which, nope. which i'm okay with but like again it's it's a fan callback moment because like the whole time i was i was like they're gonna kill piccolo right here this is gonna be nuts and they don't but it's like it's just it's such a good finally moment. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's just it's a cool moment to see for fans because it was it's a callback all the way a to the long beginning of callback, Z, yeah. which starts every which i guess started everything which is kind of cool mm-hmm. that's i was gonna i was gonna ask if I actually, there's a, when I was watching this movie, I was, I was sure this was Piccolo's time. <laughs> I was sure he it was going to go. Is, it kind of is though. It's almost 50% his time in this movie. He, 50% his movie. Yeah. He comes up and like, and, and his, the new form he gets is, it, it seems fitting. I love that we're just calling it orange Piccolo. Why not? He wanted Super to call Saiyan it. blue. You know what I mean? Why not? It, it's, it's, 
I like, and I like that he actually has a physical change besides like, you know, he is big. He gets bulkier. He's yeah. huge, man. And I think it fits him, you know, because it's, I don't know it. And I'm, I'm happy for it because there's a lot of people that are just Piccolo fans. You know what? I thought fan service, I thought we were going to get, and we didn't. I thought they were going to say that, uh, that, um, there was going to be some reason they were going to end up in the time chamber. Oh, just, okay. well, and I thought that's how Gokhan was, Gohan was going to get stronger. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you don't know about the time chamber, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. 24 hours in a time chamber is 365 days on Earth. Yep. And that's where everybody that's gone through the time chambers come out way stronger. Oh, yeah. Yep. Way. And I thought we, I thought we might see it because. Well, isn't it like ten times Earth gravity too, yes. and all that yeah. shit? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, like I thought we were gonna get that too because it happens in the Cell games. Well, Goku and they, and Gohan come right, out and they end up on with Dende, yep. where the time chamber is. Yeah. So I thought it was coming. Yep. When he went to talk to, you, I didn't think the Dragon Balls were coming out. Is this a seat? Oh, you have to in every, in every Dragon Ball movie. You got to summon Shinron. Yeah, sure. It, it, Fine. It's, it's like it's like it's like. And it's the obligation at this point. He has to be in the movie, whatever. Guys, got to get cash and Shenron voice checks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he don't mind at all. Okay, so let's talk about uh, technical stuff for a second. Well, okay, well I want to go over one more character. Okay. Gamma one and two. Awesome. They Love are them. fantastic. What do you Grace? Love them that they were the they were different. The, they were the duality of each other too. They were yes. But what did you think about Gamma one and two, Grace? I I'm a fan of Gamma one and two. Again, I like the sacrifice, but I also I mean, there's so much about Gamma one and two that actually for me this movie I appreciated a whole lot more with those two in it because yeah. they use those two characters to really they use that those two characters to kind of Hollywoodize this movie. Okay. And I was surprised, you know, the sacrifice. And then, of course, in the end, the one brother or number. They're brothers. They, okay. Yeah, we can consider them brothers, brothers, I think. Sure. Okay. Okay. So one brother after after the, the climax has happened, holding the other brother as the sad moment happens. Like, to me, that's look, Roger, you know, and Chris, you know now. I, I knew you fucking loved oh, yeah. I, I knew mean, it. I mean, that's to Did me. Did you is, cry? No, I didn't cry. <laughs> no, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on, let me counter your question by saying, had they handled it a little differently, I would have. And may have. because yeah, right. it was almost there. Like the really the really kind of emotional music queued up for a second and then it got the shot where I mean, that was Vegeta number and Goku. Well, that's oh, that's, oh, a, dude. Like, that's the th- I mean, it's the moment where like one of them looks down at the other and like he's holding him and then he starts to just <laughs> disappear. And like I just I love it because but they didn't hold it like they didn't put enough emphasis on it. And I wonder, I wonder because of, I, I wonder what I know about video games, especially in the final fantasy, yeah, un- coming back, baby. especially in the final fantasy universe is like, there's a big translation difference and it doesn't, mm. some, some of the stuff that we in this country love and value as far as story and like super important uh, moments, the Japanese culture doesn't. So, and I know that there's kind of a culture difference there too, what like, you know, just as an example, um, a very climactic moment in the end of uh, one of the Final Fantasy FF10 is one of the 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 female character tells the male character tells the male lead who is after the arc is complete, starting to fade away because he is a dream. I love you, but in the Japanese version, she says thank you, and but both versions mean this like the heaviness is the same. It's just yeah. a cultural difference in what they mean. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was, I just wish they would have hoped like they would have 
homed in a little bit more. Maybe, and they could have, but also, you know, it, it, it's not it's not for an audience like us, though. Unfortunately, well, hold on, it's it isn't it is for an audience like you, Chris. It's not for an audience like me. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, where I'm that's like, I want everything it. to be Hollywoodized. I want everything to be dramatic and flourishes in the music and super dramatic. And just one second, I wanted to, uh, Roger, as kind of a segue into the to the um to the technical stuff is I actually really dug the music. To, so I was I was gonna say, yep. Not not even like the heavy speed metal music when they were fighting, but like the really like the hero music too. And you could tell yeah. when the hero like you can definitely tell which part of the score is is designated hero moment score. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. insert hero moment score here when they're scoring this, you know, film. But like especially when the second the one sacrifice is being made, that, that music is just man, that's awesome. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. just awesome. Yeah. So big moment move. Big moment music is something that anime is very good at yep. though just just as a whole and as an industry and in these big production movies it's they they bring it 10 times harder there's nothing more devastating than you see a big blast and the movie goes the music goes silent and all of a sudden it starts to pump back up on the backside yeah. you're like shit yeah. or someone's someone's theme starts playing yep. it's like oh yeah. yeah it gets it just gets you ready yeah or conversely when you get a a montage of of like all the big character happy moments of somebody, and then somber music starts playing, and then it comes back in. They're gonna die in a second. That's that always sucks too. Yep. But yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk technical stuff yeah. for just a minute, okay? So this movie is one hundred percent CGI. Yes. It is not hand drawn animation. None of it. Um, how do you guys feel about that, Grayson? Did you know that? I didn't know that. However, I. I noticed that the animation styles were much smoother than I remember Dragon Ball being in the past. It's because, cell shaded CGI. Yes. And like some of the movements, like for example, when, when the camera would come in, like it's a different movement than certainly 20 years ago. So, I mean, there have been leaps and bounds and improvement. In animation oh yeah, absolutely. Time. But and I, 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 I did animation appreciate Animation is kind of a thing of the past. Yeah. Uh, at least a hundred percent hand drawn. Yeah. yeah. I did really appreciate the animation though. I, I thought it, it, it worked really well with what we were watching. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it very much. Yes. So, like, so I was afraid that it was gonna, it was gonna keep, it was gonna be too jarring for the whole. It was experience. a little questionable right off the bat. It was. It took a little bit for me to warm up to it, but once uh, I think I mentioned you earlier, like twenty five minutes in, I didn't even think about it anymore. Nope, didn't matter. And they, you get a lot of cool three sixty camera visuals. Yes, and stuff which is stuff it. you can't do. Well, harder. It's, to it's do. a lot harder to do yeah. with a hand drawn animation. Oh yeah. So like I did appreciate that, and like we talked about uh, Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Z Brawly, mm-hmm. and which is drawn, which is drawn, but it, it, they play a little bit with that three D animation too mm-hmm. in some of the in some of the like the scenes in there, and I think there is a wonderful middle ground that they could eventually hit, you know, sure. like as they find a sweet spot. Yeah, as they well, I like think it won't even this. really be a sweet spot. You you we will in Dragon Ball especially we will continue to see very little hand drawn animation. It's just the way that they're going with, which is fine. Yeah. Because that actually means it takes less time to make. True. Because it's easier just to press the button and have the little computer do it than it is for somebody to, you know, hand draw your 9,000 shades for 20 seconds of audio um, or animation. So I do have the budget for this movie. Okay. It's only thirteen million dollars. That's it. That's it. Well, oh, it's I mean, already made so, its money. Yeah, it's eighty-six million right now, and it's still climbing because it's still doing very well in the box. Well, office. and these do very, very well physical media release. Oh yeah, they yep. they there's a huge market for 
for all the Blu-ray, Dragon all Ball stuff. stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, your bootleg VCR tapes, Grayson. Get those bad boys up and out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Sell them off. <laughs> um, no, those aren't bootleg. Those were like bought. Like they were, they were like, because the, the, the. Oh my God, they're licensed? Well, the, 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 <laughs> Dude. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. The, when when put on a shelf, they they make pictures like the the box art all come together to make a picture. Oh yeah, you should sell that mm-hmm. shit. I mean, it's not. I mean, to me so, so I can sell it. Uh, but I mean, look, okay, Jesus, greedy. Let's just get past this this episode. Um, so though the animation, I, I I loved it very much actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of this kind of off the beaten path storytelling. At least for me, this is off the beaten path. Chris, not so much for you because you you watch this stuff a lot more than I do. Yeah, this is just much more your thing and. And listening to you talk, I, I appreciate your passion behind behind this. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, especially you, Roger, too, is you guys have this kind of cursory knowledge of the Dragon Ball saga, and I don't. But, I mean, it also adds a whole new layer of, of, of you know, stuff to talk about. Yeah. With also said the, the animation is, do you think that we get more in this same style of animation go, moving forward? I think from the fan reception and just the things being talked about it, I think – I think we'll get more of it. I think it'll, if they can, I don't know how that works for them. They'll probably dial it back a little bit and bring a little more hand drawing back in the fold somehow. But I think this is how it's going to be delivered because of just the cost difference. Yep. The majority of what we see going forward will be CG. Yeah. Because, because Dragon Ball Z Brawly was a higher budget and, you know, like in its, in itself than this one was, I think it was like 20 million compared to the 13 million for this. And that's pre-COVID numbers too for Broly. Things have only gotten more expensive since then. Yeah, that's well. So are, are they are they planning on moving forward with any kind of new episode or like a new series, or is it just going to continue in the films? They say next year they're supposed to be. Yeah, a- no, like, like a lot of the so a lot of these anime movies we get. It's it's always not maybe not a, a direct bridge, but it is like a stopgap story, on like before the next like piece of the actual like episodic season comes. Imagine getting like this Game of Thrones season we're, we're about to watch all twelve episodes, and then they have a movie that releases, and then and it's like what happens in between some time before the next season starts. It's kind of the same thing for them a lot yep. of the time. We're kind of in that off center. Look for it by uh, next summer. Yep, for the uh, the next series and super. So because what, I, what I've noticed though is like anime was popular when I was. In 2000, when I was 15, anime was popular. It's only it was beginning to be popular. Well, it's only tripled and quadrupled <laughs> oh, yeah. in popularity. It's just it's really insane well, how much culture shifted. True, that. and something that this proves is that because like everyone's always so surprised when an anime movie does well. I mean, and, and, and yourself included in that, Grayson, which is fine. But like, anime fans show up for their for their stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, another comparable, like... They're some of the worst fan bases to deal with. True, 100%. But, like... We're as bad as Star Wars people. We're passionate. So, another, like, comparable Quite to this... <laughs> um, Demon Slayer Mugen Train made $500 million. Its yep. budget was $15 million. Yeah. That's well, a well, huge freaking yeah, win, There's right? money there. You, you know want I mean? you like, want to look? Demon, that's a that's not a that's not a success. That's a mega success. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's nuts, right? That's so, insane. I mean, it made more money than Thor. <laughs> I love that. Wait, fact. wait, wait, hold hold on though, but like comparative, you're comparing budgets, it did better than Thor. Like it oh, did no, true. Oh, yeah, did, no, yeah, hold on, hold right. on. Demon Train wait, Demon what, what's it called? Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Oh, yeah, Demon Slayer Mugen Train has done better than any Marvel movie to date with far as investment and return. Oh yeah. Like sure. hand oh, hands, yeah. hands yeah, down. Yeah, you're right, because even even taking um Endgame, 
and multiplying it over its budget. Yeah, I think it I think it goes in more. That might even right. be that might even be so that might even that might be the biggest I'm sorry. I was wrong. What were we wrong about? Seven fifty. Mm-hmm. But it but also cost it also cost successful two hundred and fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it costs a whole lot to make. But like that, actually, fifteen million dollar budget, a five hundred million dollar return, that might be the best. I mean, that's better than Avatar. That's better than you funded the studio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you funded the next fifty years of that studio oh, yeah. with one movie. You know, I mean, it's just it's amazing that the popularity of mm-hmm. anime, where it's gone. I mean, even in I've noticed even. One thing I do keep track of outside of movies is video game selling charts because I just I, I don't play a lot anymore, but I like to see the charts every yeah. week and just see what's selling and what you know. I like to track it that way, and a lot of those, like those Dragon Ball Fighter Z games, they do so well. Oh yeah, some of those were incredible games. Too. True, like Budokai mm-hmm. changed fighting games. It did. It did. Like legitimately, the mechanics in that game changed future fighting games. It. But, we live in a world where like it's just. Anime is not only it's not it's no longer it used to be kind of like nerdy and dorky oh anime but now it's like it's the it's the norm it's not irrelevant no I think is the best way to is I, I think the best way to state it because it used to be and also it used to be dis, it used to be highly dismissed I mean when you can walk in when you can walk out of some place making five hundred million dollars off a fifteen million dollar budget you got to look at it. True, but that's also, I mean, but Roger and I, th- I think, have a little bit of a better remembrance of that because we were a little older and people were like, "Oh, anime." Like, well, I dude, mean, I, I, you know, I remember I, watching Dragon Ball when it was on TV, and people were like, "What is this?" Yeah, you're like, "It's fucking awesome." Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, so that that's back when like anime really became like here. Let me feed it to the masses, and because of those kind of animes, not just Dragon Ball, but stuff that was out around that time, like um, Cowboy Bebop, that kind of well, stuff. Well, yeah. Cowboy, what was the other one? Um, Trigon. Trigon. Yep. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist stuff. Full Metal Alchemist is one of the um, best. Things what's the one? Still. Bleach. Yeah, Bleach. Bleach is big. Um, God, there's something else, but Naruto. like all those things, like that's why Adult Swim exists. Yep. Like legitimately, that's where that came from because tsunami. Yeah, well, yeah. well, so okay, so tsunami is what they played during the day, but then during the weekends they started doing, hey, after eleven yeah, o'clock, swim, yeah. we're gonna do like a little bit of the heavier stuff, yeah. and then it kind of became the forefront. And now Adult Swim is a whole different thing than yeah. what it was, yeah. but like that was the beginning of that. Yep, like all of that was there. Yeah, you can get a lot of huge emotional beats from from some, some of these like some of these anime properties too. Like, you know, my, my wife rewatching uh, Full Metal Alchemist with me, there's two episodes we've had to skip because they, they have forever scarred her emotionally. And there's been ones where she's she's cried because it's just they do emotion very well. You know, there's different just like there's different, you know, ratings of movies. There's different layers to anime as well. It's it's just there's a stigma behind it, which is unfortunate. But Gundam, Gundam, Gundam was yeah. the other one. Yep. I don't think I knew I was missing something. Though. But I don't think there's. But what I'm trying to say, Chris, I don't think that stigma exists anymore. No, no, it exists, but it, it's definitely it's definitely not as it doesn't weigh it down as heavily as it used to. It's definitely still there because you know there's if if you got a hundred people, fifty men, fifty women, and you know mentioned anime to them, you're gonna get a lot of eye rolls from a lot of people. You know what I mean? It's just going to happen. It depends just... on it depends on your sampling size because, like, okay. you guys, okay, you're talking about random sampling size. You're talking about statistics. You guys, you and Roger, and by extension, me, are two people that would uh, they would right. they would raise your hand in the yeah. favor of. Oh 
yeah. So, I mean, like, who's to say that that number is not, I mean, it's a whole lot bigger now with random people is. I agree with that. I agree that it's bigger now, but it, it the st- there is, there is a small stigma still there. It's unfortunate, but it is there. That's fair. Outlaw okay. Star was the other one I watched a shitload of. But, I mean, <laughs> the one unfortunate thing for what Cowboy Bebop was that that Netflix interpretation was, was awful. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah. That's that. We don't talk about that either. That's. Well, that's the thing. Nope. It's like, that doesn't do anime any favors. It doesn't. Well, so, you know, yeah. it also doesn't do anime favors. The, the Dragon Ball movie. Dragon Ball movie that was just a bastardization and a and a just not it's not well, even the same. Well, hold on, because we're talking about I I'd like to throw up a, a comment in in defense of what you just said, or sorry, kind of on the opposite range of what you just said is that was kind of in the same time that Hollywood still didn't fucking understand well, video games or they, anime. So they knew something was popular. Yeah, and they wanted exactly. To, they yeah. wanted to be like, we got to do this. Yeah. We Let's make some money on this, but but they didn't. But they but like video game movies back then. They that was in the time of like they still didn't yeah. quite know how to interpret and and, well, tra- and translate. It, well, it goes back to what I what I've said before is you need to have someone that's passionate about the product making those you know that 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 media. It has in to be someone's passionate. Of, in the defense of Hollywood, around the time that Dragon Ball movie came out, we still don't get very good video game movies <laughs> so yeah okay true. i mean look and that's things are, listen things are way more in depth there. now we're getting there so well i mean we're being taken more seriously again on the on the sony front i mean days we didn't even talk about the last of us trailer we finally got oh that's true we did i'm saving i'll save that for next week so we can okay, really go into it but no no but no it's a, that's i mean last of us i think is going to change things um they just lit a days gone um not just okay. one but there's the 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 the, the, pe- the people signing on the, the 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 people signing on are signing on for two, two films. So they've okay. they've got enough. They've okay, got enough. But like hold on, this. but like there's there's a there's a there's a Horizon. There's a God of War. There's all there's all these Sony properties. There's a there's a there's there's also rumors of a Bloodborne, uh, a, a adaptation for Netflix being tossed Bloodborne around. So I mean, look, I mean, they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, if Bloodborne goes to Netflix, it'll die. Which is whatever. well. Here's the thing. Here's and, and because we're so close to it, is I think the very the very near future of video game movies will will either rise or sink depending on how The Last of Us does. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. But okay, we are running kind of long. So, is there anything else that we want to say about this movie and our and our experience with it? So, Grayson, I think you being the furthest outside of this sphere, like overall as a movie, like did you enjoy your time watching this film, even though you didn't know a lot about it? So, like you have the perspective of the person that of the friend that gets drugged to this movie that has no idea. Well, yeah, right? this is this is the one time in the year where I'm on the outside of something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where like I'm not telling you guys why you guys should like this rom com and why you know what I mean. Like that's the whole yeah. thing. Is the thing? <laughs> yes, I did because no matter what I'm watching, is I can still pick out the strength of characters and I can still appreciate what's going on in that universe by what's being told to me. Now, I, I, I will say that what I thought was kind of a detriment to this movie was it's a very slow start. I disagree with you. Well, I mean, you have the whole thing where it's explaining everything, and then you have that conversation. Oh, no, no, no. That's yeah, yeah. necessary, though. Well, I, so, I understand necessary, but, yeah. then you, but then you have that conversation in the car, which is like seven minutes. Yeah, you know, okay, it, that's it, a little. No, weird. yeah, you're right, you're right. Like, it, it takes like 20 minutes for this thing to actually get rolling, but once it does... It does a pretty good job of, of just of because like you get you get a lot of little fights which which are good peppered in there early on and everything that Piccolo does like in when he's incognito mode or whatever 
where he's infiltrating, it's kind of hilarious. So I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that stuff. But you're right. Get you know the initial story dump and then a second story dump in the car back to back. It does crawl a little bit at first. Oh, I yeah, I mean that's the exposition kind of hurts it a little bit, but I mean not not enough to like really give it a like really take it down any kind of a score. But no, I I really did enjoy this for what it was because I mean again you can pick out elements. For me, I can pick out story elements of a three act structure and characters that I, I I can still cling on to. And it does, it does help. That I do have some sort of a background with Goku yeah. and Gohan and who people are, because man, if this is your first experience, Dragon Ball, you are, it, you, you might as well be watching game of Thrones episode one, season one, because there are so many names and there are so oh. many people that you just don't know. Well, hang on. I'll, I'll talk about that for just a minute here. So my wife has very limited knowledge of Dragon Ball limited. Like, I've made her watch some stuff, and she's done it begrudgingly because <laughs> I'm a giant baby man child. <laughs> nope, I, my, my, my wife's listening going, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, I get it, yeah. Check us out, this is awesome. I'm always like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm going to stab you while you sleep. Um, but like, so, my, uh, I, was supposed to, I was going to go see this by myself on Friday night. My wife, on Friday, was like, hey, if you want me to go with you to the movies, we can go together on Sunday. And I was like, all right, cool. She wants to check it out. I'll go with her on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, she has really no real knowledge of Dragon Ball. Like, I, I started to watch Brawly, the movie, like, last week to try to get myself, like, oh, yeah. back into the groove yep. a little bit. And after, like, ten minutes, she was like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to care for this. Which, all right, sure, Fair enough. Um but so we're driving there to the movies today, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you a mini Dragon Ball rundown because, you know, I watched the trailer and knew. Well, so I, I tried to give her the rundown of everybody I knew that was in the trailer for sure. I hit her with the big ones with Goku and Vegeta, Gohan and Piccolo, um, the other kids, uh, Trunks and Goten and Bulma and all them and Beerus and Whis and... Um, talked about Broly for two seconds and everything else though is, is new. Like the yep. Gammas are new and Hito is new. And um, I did tell her about the red ribbon stuff for just a second, stuff that I could remember. And so, you know, she had very limited knowledge. She liked this movie. Okay. She thought it was cool. Good. Um, because listen, the story is easy to follow. Yeah. Once, if you know their names, you can understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember Gohan's kid's name. Okay. As yeah. soon as I saw her, I'd say, I was like, her name is Pan. Yep, as soon as yeah, I see her. As soon yeah. as I seen it. Yep. Um, I'm actually, I am a little bit surprised personally that we, we barely see Gohan's wife in this um, because she was a pretty big deal through she the was. saga. I mean, yeah. like legitimately, mm-hmm. that's how the first time we'd ever seen a human besides like Krillin learn the channel where Chi and fly. Yep. Um, so that was all kind of new and a little bit different on that. But I mean, she liked this movie because it's easy to follow and okay. it looks cool. It does looks cool the music's yep. cool um it's it's a overly fun movie it's it's easy to watch yeah so hmm. but you I mean you have to know what you're getting into going to see this yeah well that's the same I mean, so uh, arbitrary scores sometimes that we give it is that going to matter to a lot of people that i mean well, look I, look like I, if, if you're a fan of dragon ball this movie's great if you're not then you're going to be lost so i mean it's it's it's, it's either a two or an eight well but the other, <laughs> the other thing is, i actually think the scale is even broader than that if you're a Dragon Ball fan and you like it, you like it. Yeah. Like, there's not a number attached to it. Mm-hmm. If you're not a Dragon Ball fan, did you like it or did you not like it? Like, how do you attach a number to that? Yeah. You know, that's it, that's just hard. the thing. So, I mean, like, I just think, 
I, I just think instead of scoring it, we just say thumbs yes. up, thumbs down. Yeah, the, to me, this is a thumbs up, and this is coming from the guy who doesn't have a lot of Dragon Ball experience. So I, 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 I thought this movie was once I thought about it and digested it. I, I mean, I love it, and then the cherry on top for me was the sacrifice in the end by the character. Yeah. So, wait, and, so, and, and and Chris, you think you think that um that character is going to come back somewhere in, in in the lore? I bet we see Gamma again. I mean, Gamma listen. Two. The only the only thing about Dragon Ball is that they always come back. Well, you don't necessarily Usually. die in Dragon Ball. That's true too. Yeah, like there there is a heaven and a hell in Dragon Ball. Yeah. Which you can just go to hell and pull people out and make them fight in the tournament of power. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because yes, that's exactly why Freeze is still alive again. <laughs> yep. So I mean, if we're gonna go with so like I like I I had a great time with this movie. Music like you you mentioned Grayson, the music's a goddamn nine out of ten in this. It it just it fits so well. It's perfectly timed. The only reason I'm not giving it a ten out of ten is because we didn't get Cell's theme, and Cell has the best theme in Dragon Ball. But whatever, we didn't get real Cell though either. We didn't, but like I, I feel, thought we were gonna get. I feel Cell. bad for Cell fans for this movie because they're gonna go to this. I got a buddy who's a huge Cell fan. He's gonna be pissed that this is. The I like this new Cell. color scale though. I did too. I did too. But still, but like music's awesome in this. The once you get used to the way the animation is, it's beautiful to watch. It's cool as shit to see a lot of the energy stuff on screen, and like, all, like the new characters that are in this are all like entertaining and like they're perfect Dragon Ball characters. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And the gammas are just they're lovable, right? I, 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 I'm excited to see more of them in the later stuff because we're gonna see them again. Well, they had 100%. the thing is they had emotion. They were like they yeah. they well, brought a lot of the emotion. Are, just because they're an android does not mean that they're robots. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's the thing acrylic. is, yeah. <laughs> 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 I get it, get it. That's just the thing though. It's like I loved those characters. Yeah, I thought they. So, I mean, though they, they were fun, and they 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 added a level of complexity that otherwise wouldn't have been there without those two, without one and two. Like they added a whole different layer of understanding and like character arc because they are the ones that make a major turn in the yeah. film. Oh yeah. So yeah. So like so just to wrap up my score. This is absolutely a thumbs up for me. Um, this this movie is better than than Dragon Ball Battle of Gods. That's what it's called. Um, I knew it was Gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than the Battle of Gods, um, just because there's a lot of good action in this, and just the, the colors and the, the everything you see is is great. And the fan service moments in this are amazing. It's not as good as Brawly, in my opinion, just because Brawly is just quintessential Dragon Ball film. It's it, but this movie's great. I had a fun time. I cannot wait to watch this movie with my kid. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's cool. One thing that, and my brother does not—he does not watch movies like I do. I mean, he watches like three a year, if that, and they're on streaming. He never goes to the—he never goes to theater. But he said he wants to when this comes out. He said he'd sit down with me and watch it again and talk about it. So I'm really—I'm really excited for that because like I don't get to do that with him very often. So that's a—that's a big deal for me. And he is a big Dragon Ball fan. Cool. So. Oh hell yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll wrap this up. Obviously, I think this movie is a thumbs up. I had a really good time with this. Um, now, I don't think it's perfect, obviously. Yeah. Um, Broly is probably a better story told. However, this actually advances the Dragon Ball story better than Broly ever did. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Because remember, the, the Z Broly story is a retelling of the original Broly mm-hmm. story, just updated to make that Because look, spoiler alert, Broly's dead, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> um, he's alive and well in this canon, and, you know, they're shaping him into something else, which is awesome. Um, I actually really appreciated some Broly stuff here where he's watching Vegeta and Goku fight and he's just entranced by it. He's watching the two greats go at it. He is. Yeah. He's just watching it. And 
Um, the only problem I have with this story, and I think I mentioned it to Chris, I am disappointed I didn't see Android 17. Yeah. Now, it's only because I think what an interesting interaction you would get between him and the Gammas. Well, be, uh, 18 and 17 versus the Gammas for a minute. You know what I mean? I don't even know if we, I don't want to, I would just love to hear like their kind of conversation with forth, each other. Because yeah. 17 is an interesting yes, dude. Yes, 100%. Like, one of the best fighters in our planet is a complete pacifist. He runs a goddamn nature preserve. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's a just all around badass. Yeah. Um, and I thought this was going to be his time to shine a little bit too, um, which also comes back to the cell saga. So yeah. I thought it would fit yep. and it just doesn't really happen. Um, but I mean, everything else in this movie works. I mean, we get, we get people scaled up. So going forward in the future, when Gohan has to fight somebody like Jiren, he just won't get his head knocked off his body. Yeah. Cause you know, stuff like that is coming. Yeah, like, has, has to at this point. When we get the whole group together, we go fight somebody else. We're gonna be like, "Yay!" Just like, Ooh, Piccolo's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> Piccolo. That's funny. I, uh, I'm surprised I think Piccolo he made has been it. dead so many times. So many times. Hey, look, mostly deserved. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, if this just it does a very healthy thing for what the for like what could be next for for the just the Dragon Ball fandom and the health of the series, having all of these things brought to the front and ready for the next chapter. Cause it's just, it's a lot of cool stuff happening. If you're a fan of Dragon Ball, this is a great time to be around because like super has been great. You know, the movies we've gotten have been at just great quality movies. So this is just a good time to be a Dragon Ball fan. What everybody thought was dead years ago. Was oh yeah. And it's just ultimate hype resurrected powers. out of nowhere. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I mean, overall, you know, I, I really like this. Is there anything you didn't like about it? Just quick two seconds worth of stuff? Not, not, I, I am sad about the way Cell was delivered. I was, he's just, he's just a, he's just a rage monster, which, I mean, he proved, he, he served his purpose. Honestly, I'm more interested on, on what, on what could happen next. Like, what the next chapter is going to be with everybody brought up at this, you know, at least like around the same level now. I'm pretty sure we're going to get more God stuff, you know, because, I think we get a good look at uh, Beerus and everyone in his foray, all the different gods. Okay. So I think we might see more of that and more universe stuff, which after getting what we've gotten, that's the next piece, right? Because the last two movies we've had have been smaller scale. So okay. now this could be bigger scale at this point. It's And with everyone being brought up to the power levels that they are, I think it's time for that next. Okay. Like I said, I, I would be interested to see if we get another movie that tried to update some other stuff, like their fusion stuff again, because it's, it's been quite a while since they've really dealt with that a whole lot. Yeah. I, Besides, like, towards the end of Broly, and we get the busted fusion in this one. Yeah. Between the kids. I'm so. almost ready to be done with fusion, honestly. Just because, well, it's either all in or all out. Well, because we have Ultra Instinct, we have Ultra Ego. We have we we now have uh, Super Saiyan Beast for Well, like I said, like I, me and you were talking earlier, like, everybody's got their own pathway now. Yeah. Which is cool. They've unlocked skill trees. Yeah, see that <laughs> weird. The different really classes weird. of the skills. Yeah, yeah. All right, so gentlemen, we are now long in the tooth, but we are. This is the longest one we shot in a while. This has been episode two hundred and ninety-three A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at five a.m. The podcast serves of your choice of the following five: iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. 
I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things social media. Check us out on YouTube and send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week we are taking a look at the Amazon show or in the Amazon film Samaritan and the invitation. Oh, how, how do you feel about that? Ooh. Roger? You, you, are you ready for that? I feel very inviting. Watch more anime. <laughs> <laughs> like that terrible joke. Uh.